0: Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next Built Bar order. You're Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, March 29th. I'm your host Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account that's at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Happy Monday, hope you all enjoy your weekends. Although... I know it must have been tough to do so if you were watching the Chicago Blackhawks play this weekend. My oh my, what what a pair of disappointing outings on Saturday and Sunday from the Hawks against the Nashville Predators, especially with the return of forward Kirby Dock for the first time this season. Dock made his season debut on Saturday after <clears throat> we've seen him practice with the team for the last few weeks, taking some contact, you know, it's been... Trending in the right direction for sure. Um, had he had a you know he had a battle back from uh, that wrist surgery, very serious wrist surgery. If you ever saw the picture of Doc's forearm after what happened in that World Juniors, you, you definitely had a chill go down your spine and cringed a little bit. So he battled back from that. Originally, he was slated to be out for four to five months, somewhere around that time frame. But instead. He was only out for about three months in total, and no one really saw this coming on Saturday against Nashville. As I said, Kirby, he was practicing with the team recently, and on Friday we saw him um, getting some work with the Blackhawks' top power play unit, so we knew things were heading in the right direction. But from the words of head coach Jeremy Colleton to start this weekend, it really didn't sound like... Doc was going to be able to play, um, Colleton said, you know, we're just kind of prepping him for when he does return, didn't, didn't give any confidence to us Blackhawks fans that he was going to be playing, especially, uh, we heard NBC Sports Chicago's Pat Boyle talked about how he thought Doc was going to play this weekend, but after hearing Colleton's words, you know, it kind of, um, kind of, uh, went against, went against what Pat Boyle said, but... Voila! Believe it or not, Kirby was back on the ice for Saturday. Um, uh, credit to Colleton for for playing this one so close to his chest. I mean, he didn't want, clearly, didn't want Nashville to have any idea that uh, Doc was going to be playing in this series. However, it really didn't wind up mattering all that much because overall, the Hawks they just got outplayed by a red hot Predators team this weekend on Saturday. It, it just it really felt like the Hawks couldn't get anything going offensively, while Nashville, they kind of, uh, they didn't get too many chances either, but they definitely capitalized on their opportunities better than the Blackhawks did, um, and I, I just i just didn't really like the effort level from the Hawks on Saturday, and uh, we were just outgrinded, losing all the one-on-one battles, losing losing the races to loose pucks and everything, so... Uh, A tough and disappointing loss there on Saturday, but the most frustrating part about this weekend to me is it seemed like on Sunday, the back half of the back-to-back over the weekend, it seemed like Colleton and the Hawks just really didn't make any adjustments to their game because it seriously looked, Saturday and Sunday, they looked like mere images of their of each other. I mean, the Preds were still just grindier. They were more physical, really pressuring the Blackhawks in their own zone. And as a result of that, the Hawks, again, couldn't get anything going at all off, uh, offensively. They had no sustained pressure in the Preds' zone, no second or third chances. And as a result of that, they, they only wound up scoring three goals total in this two-game series. So definitely disappointed both in Jeremy Colleton's game plan and with the Blackhawks' on-ice results, especially with Doc back in the lineup. Uh, And now, after failing to earn a single point in this two-game series, the Predators have officially jumped the Hawks for the fourth and final playoff spot in the Discover NHL Central Division, as we are now down to 20 games remaining in the regular season. Both teams currently have 37 points through 36 games, but Nashville does hold the tiebreaker at the moment, so the Hawks have now jumped down to 5th. A real, real tough pair of games over the weekend for the Hawks. They missed out on a huge opportunity to try and further extend you know, that that margin that they had between the 4th, 5th, and 6th spots in the division, but the exact opposite wound up happening. No points for the Hawks, and for the first time in a while, maybe maybe a month or two, The Blackhawks are on the outside looking into the playoff picture as they now have a 16-15-5 record following the pair of losses to the Nashville Predators over the weekend. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are my first thoughts on the Blackhawks' disappointing weekend series against the Preds. Coming up in just a moment, I will give a slight recap of each of those games and talk about who fared well, who didn't, and what needs to change in order to put an end to this losing skid. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market that we have been telling you about for some time now. Bilt Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, and high-fiber protein bar that is made out of 100% chocolate. And right now is the time to find out which Built Bar flavor is the best because it's Built Bar Madness. A full on bracket with each and every Built Bar flavor to find out which one is the best. So be sure to check that out by going to BuiltBar.com or you can also check out Built Bar on Twitter at Built underscore bar. And don't forget about our exclusive promo code, which is locked15 one word LOCKED with a capital L and then the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, that's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and be sure to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I just finished up sharing some of my first thoughts on the Blackhawks weekend series against Nashville. Moving on now, per usual, I want to go over the games a little bit and talk about who played well, who didn't, and what changes need to be made in order for the Hawks to put an end to this little losing skid. Even though the Hawks, they managed to sweep the series last week against the Florida Panthers, even though they did that, they still have lost 6 of their last 8 games and 7 of their last 10. And with the Carolina Hurricanes coming up next on this schedule, the Hawks definitely have to try and figure out what's been going on and got to clean up their play because Carolina is a very dangerous team that will capitalize on the Hawks' mistakes if they're not playing their best hockey. So, starting with the game on Saturday, Kirby Doc's first game back in the lineup was hoping, you know, the boys were going to be fired up and... and would come out at the at the UC with a, a little pep in their step and take it to the Preds early but that was far from the case as in the opening 40 minutes of that game the Hawks were outshot 30 to 17 Nashville was just a quicker team during the early going and they honestly could have had a bigger lead than 2 to nothing had it not been for Kevin Lankin, and can't really blame either goaltender for the losses over the weekend. I thought both he and Suban played pretty well for, for the most part, just didn't get the, the support that they needed from their offense. Um, on Saturday, with the Hawks down 2 to nothing in the second period, their lone goal came from P.S. Suter after uh, Patrick Kane was stopped on a short little breakaway. Um, Suter's there to jump on the rebound, give the Blackhawks a little bit of uh, life late in that second period. And with that tally, Suter extended his goal streak and point streak to three consecutive games. Kane also extended his streak to three games with the primary assist. As I said, Suter cleaned up on his rebound. Um, But the deflating part of all of this was just 51 seconds into the third period after, you know, the Hawks showed some life and managed to cut the deficit in half in the final minutes of the second period. Just 51 seconds out of the intermission, Grandlin scores to put Nashville back ahead by two goals. Uh, and even though the Hawks went on to outshoot the Preds 13 to four in the final 20 minutes, it was just kind of uh, it was just kind of too little, too late. Unfortunately, as again, couldn't get anything set up really in the offensive zone. Just a lot of one-and-dones, and they weren't able to find a way to beat Saros down the stretch, and the final result of that was a 3-1 to loss at home on Saturday night. And then, on Sunday, less than 24 hours later, the back half of the back-to-back, the Blackhawks once again fell behind early on in the game, which I, I thought was a huge, um, huge difference in the series, because that's been a problem for the Hawks all season long. I believe they are now... 4-11-3 when allowing the opposing team to score the first goal of the game. It's something I've talked about a lot on the show recently. This team, it's just, they're just not made to be playing catch-up all the time, especially when their special teams isn't as dominant as it was a month or a month or so ago. So, uh, tough when the Hawks come out come out of the gate with that kind of effort. And on Sunday, once again, fell behind 2-0 for the second time in as many days on home ice. Just unacceptable to be doing that in such a crucial couple of games for the playoff picture. And on Sunday, what really killed the Blackhawks was their inability to get the puck out of their own zone cleanly. On the first goal of the game... Um, Malcolm Suban played the puck behind his own net. by the way, Suban did get the start over Colin Dealey on Sunday. Not all that surprising. um but Suban he coughs the puck up behind his own net and then a few seconds following that, Victor Arvidsson banks one in off Calvin Dehan's skate from a tough angle. It, it somehow finds its way into the back of the net. A toughie there for Suban because the puck I mean it just it just bounced around like a pinball, but you can't you know. It all did start off his own turnover behind the net, so uh, kind of one that the Blackhawks, just a turnover that, that you can't have happen, and, and Subban knew it. He talked about it after the game. Um, just a mistake that the Blackhawks simply cannot afford to allow early on in the game, less than five minutes in, and Nashville already jumped out to a one nothing lead because of Subban's mistake. And then, with just a couple minutes left in the first period, uh, the Preds were able to take advantage of um, just a lack again a lackluster start from the Blackhawks, and they wound up extending their lead to two to nothing. And what do you know? Once again, this all started over. Uh, this all started off a turnover by the Hawks in the defensive zone. This time, Nicholas Bodan was the culprit. Bodan back in the lineup this weekend after Ian Mitchell was sent down to the AHL. More on that a little bit later in the episode. But Bodan, this time, is the one to cough the puck up. The Preds move it around nicely in the offensive zone, and eventually Ekholm's shot from near the point, the the puck deflects in off Cali Yarncrow and past Subban. Not much that Subs could do here is, you know, the puck looked like it was going to be going wide, but just happened to bank in off Yarncrow's skate. A couple of tough bounces for the Blackhawks early on in the first period, and and as, (laughs) you know, as tough as it may be, they're down two to nothing once again as a result of that. Uh so just not a good enough start from the Blackhawks. And on home ice in a crucial series, they just can't allow that to happen. And then after kind of a boring second period where neither team was able to sustain much pressure. It was just kind of back and forth, up and down. There's a great college basketball game going on, and I'm like, I'm really watching this hockey game right now. It was kind of, kind of frustrating. Um, but fortunately, you know. Uh, In the third, the Hawks finally showed some signs of life. Or I guess I I should say Alex Dabrinkit showed some life because in a one-minute and 50-second span, Dabrinkit scored twice for the Hawks, his 17th and 18th goals of the season. First one uh, corralled Kane's pass from the right circle and just went top shelf on Pekka Rene to ruin his shutout bid. And then less than two minutes later, Dabrinkit, he takes in Suter's stretch pass. Uh, absolutely flies by the Predators' defense and gets to the net, stuffs one past Rene, and all of a sudden, it's a tie game 2-2 two two, near the midway point of the third period. What a great season it's been for Alex Dobrynk at it, man. I mean, such a necessary bounce back. A lot of people were hating on him last year. Oh my gosh! Blackhawks, Blackhawks Twitter is so tough sometimes. Alex DeBrincat has a great first two years in the NHL. He has one bad year where he gets unlucky and people are calling him a bust. So annoying. Um, but it, it's been a great bounce back here for DeBrincat. Already has as many goals as he did total last season in 70 games. Only 18 goals in 70 games for Dabrinkit last year. He's already hit that mark in less than than half the amount of games here in 2021. 33 games, 18 goals for Alex Dabrinkit, which now leads the Blackhawks. And he's also tied for fifth in the entire NHL with those 18 goals, back to where he should be, among the best in the game at finding the back of the net. Dabrinkit stays red hot. And so does Kane and Suter in that top line. It was a two-point game for Suits to extend his point streak to four games. And Kaner also extended his streak to four with uh, the primary assist on DeBrinket's first goal of the game. And all of a sudden, the Blackhawks have some newfound life thanks to a solid play from that top line of DeBrinket, Suter, and Kane. But just as it went on Saturday, right when the Hawks got momentum, Nashville counters with a huge goal... In the third period, this one was, it was six minutes left and it came off a a terrible turnover by Kirby Dock in the defensive zone. Not a good night for Dock. He was on the ice for all three Predators goals, but he did see uh, a regular season high in ice time with nearly 22 minutes, which was third on the team. Behind only Kane and Keith, no easing Doc back into the lineup for Colleton, um, which is a really good sign in my opinion. As I talked about on Friday, if Doc, I said if Doc did happen to suit up over the weekend, then I think that's a pretty good sign that he's well over 100% healthy. And giving him that large of a role, you know, no way the team would risk putting him in that in that big of a role if, if he wasn't fully healthy. So. Great to see uh, Kirby back on the ice, but it was tough that the Hawks weren't able to put together a better, ef- better effort in his return as they lost 3-1 to on Saturday and 3-2 to on Sunday to allow the Predators to jump the Hawks for the fourth and final playoff spot in the Discover NHL Central Division. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is my recap from the Blackhawks' disappointing weekend series versus Nashville. Coming up in just a moment is the return of our weekly Mailbag Monday segment, where I answer a question from a couple lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts' And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, and for college basketball, it's the best time of the year. March madness is upon us. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it also happens to be free to sign up. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts, This is the Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast. As always, I'm your host Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis to keep you ahead of the competition. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished sharing my recap of the Blackhawks' pair of losses to Nashville over the weekend. Last, but certainly not least, on the show here today. I know it's been a while, but today is the return of Mailbag Monday, where I answer a Blackhawks question from a couple lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. So, the first question I want to answer today comes from at6blackhawks on Twitter, who asked, Why do the Blackhawks fail to clear the puck up the middle of the ice? Kind of a a vague question there, but a lot of teams like the Hawks, when, when they see, you know, when they're in their own zone and they see pressure coming up from along the boards, a lot of systems have that that quick little pass to the middle just to create some space and get a breakout going. And, well, the Hawks, they they really struggled to get the puck out of their own zone this weekend against Nashville, and I think two things played a huge part in that. The first is that Nashville has been... A really solid defensive team over the last few weeks, with UC Saros playing his best hockey as of late, and the return of Roman Yosi on the back end. This team just has a lot of confidence right now, and they used their size and strength to their advantage over the weekend. The Blackhawks just got dominated physically. So, first, have to give credit to Nashville for you know making life tough on the Blackhawks. And the second part of this, I believe, was just not making changes to the strategy. Both games looked essentially the exact same. The Hawks really struggled to get the puck out of their own zone and turn that into offense. So, personally, I think Colleton's game plan game plan against Nashville, it just clearly hasn't worked this season as the Hawks are now 0-2-2 versus the Preds. And also, the Preds were really able to take control of the game physically, and, and that made life harder for the Blackhawks in the defensive zone over the weekend, which resulted in... In a lot of turnovers by trying to clear the puck up the middle of the ice. The second question I want to answer on today's show comes from Adam White, who emailed the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast over the weekend and said, please try to help me make sense of Ian Mitchell being sent down to Rockford. Why now during such an important part of the season? Well, Adam, yeah, it definitely was a surprise to see Mitchell gets sent down to Rockford on Friday, but at the same time, if you think about it, he he really has been struggling over the last month or so, which, you know, not unusual for a rookie defenseman in the NHL, so probably just going to be a little bit of a growing stretch here for Mitchell. They just want him playing some big minutes down in the AHL and, and get that confidence back up. I know the timing of it does, does seem a little bit weird, such a, a crucial point in the season, but also... You got to remember with Nicholas Bodan playing decently well when he's been given a chance up at the NHL level this season, you know, I do think it's important to be giving him his opportunities as well. So it did feel like kind of a good time to flip-flop those guys between the NHL and AHL. Um, At the same time, though, don't expect Mitchell to stay in the AHL for too long, just a little bit of a conditioning stint for a couple weeks. If he's looking good down there, The Hawks will be calling him back up rather soon, I believe, so nothing too much of note here besides just a rookie defenseman in the NHL struggling to find his way a little bit. We'll see Mitchell back in a Blackhawks sweater probably in the next couple of weeks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, March 29th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day and after the show go ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is past the midway point and the best way to keep track of all the news is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account. That's at Jack Bushman Or you can also check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates.